It's time now for The Right Foot Business with your host, Nick Herleman, CPA. This podcast is presented for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for obtaining qualified professional advice in your own locality. You should not act on the information provided without seeking the services of your own accountant, financial advisor, attorney, or other qualified professional. No client relationship is created between the listener and any of the hosts or guests of this program unless they are formally retained in writing. This is an opinion-based talk show. business. Uh, we've got a special guest in the studio today. Just remember, if you have questions, send them in, uh, questions at rightfootbusiness.com, and we'll try and answer them in future episodes. So uh, today I've got Shelly Byer. She owns uh, Happy Tales Transport in town, local uh, pet business. Uh, Shelly, why don't you give us a little bit of your background? Okay. Well, hello there. Um, I'm a native Oregonian. I've lived in the St. Helens area since 2006. And to be completely honest, I've always had an entrepreneurial heart. I just always, every job that I've ever been in, I always see areas that need improvement and I've always created systems and, and just always had that way about me of making things better. So that's kind of what led me to starting my own business. And I uh, created Happy Tales Transport back in 2016. And um, I absolutely love it. But I'm also venturing out into other areas. And um, I love the opportunity to talk to Nick about this because I'm all about systems and figuring out different software to use that just makes everything run more smoothly. So thanks for the opportunity, Nick. No problem. Yeah, today we were, we've been talking about it for a while, and we sort of wanted to wanted to do an episode on some of those systems. I think I think you're our local. I always go to eMyth as I don't know if you ever read that book. It was all about systems and how to systematize your business, and and you know we've been talking about all the different programs and things you use, and at some of our networking group meetings we've talked about you know what else uh, what systems are possible, and so. I thought, you know, it'd be great just to do a full episode on systems. And then you and I were talking more and it was like, okay, what else, you know, can we look at just even potentially just free ones? You know, a lot of entrepreneurs are just starting out, so they don't have a lot of, their budget is very tight. You know, they want to bootstrap this, you know, it might be a side thing for them. They may have a day job, you know, they don't, they don't have a lot of extra cash to throw towards these. So we, you know, we had talked about free ones that are out there. Yeah. And, you said there's a lot, lot more than people realize, you know, that, that exist, I guess. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And free is where it is when you're first starting out. Cause you know, when you start paying for different software, you know, yeah, it might be $10 here, but $10 there. And it just completely adds up. So if we can kind of shed some light on some of the free stuff out there, I think it would be very helpful for people. Yeah, definitely. I think I almost call that, in my mind, I think of that as like a subscription uh, creep, you know, construction projects have, you know, scope creep or, you know, or software projects have that. But I mean, you know, over the month, yeah, you add those $10 a month, $10 a month, $10 a month, you know, all of a sudden you're spending hundreds of dollars a month and you might only be, you know, be bringing in a thousand or 2000 to start, you know, at the beginning of your business. Exactly. And that really eats into your, eats into your costs. Um, yeah. Well, let's, let's jump into some of this. I think the bigger, you know, I think, we're just going to kind of pick some, you know, some of the tools that you've liked that are free, go through them. I'll, I'll kind of ask some questions, you know, and maybe relate if I've used some of them as well. Uh, what, or which one would you like to start with? Well, you know, social media is such a huge topic. And I know so many businesses know that they should be on social media platforms, but they're 
they really don't know how to do it or what um, software to use to create all of their uh, graphics and things like that. So I thought Canva would be an awesome place to start. Canva is one of my absolute favorite tools. And I have you ever used Canva, Nick? No, how do you spell it? It's C-A-N-V-A. Okay. And it's um, used for graphic design. And so that's what I use to create all of my posts for Facebook. And um, it's a free tool. And you can add teams on there if you would like, but it gets kind of expensive. I think it's like $12.95 a month if you start adding team members. And um, their paid version, you can use it more for branding. So you can actually put all of your different colors in there and all of your um, fonts and everything. But honestly, the free version is just as awesome. You don't even need the paid version. It's so, very, very cool. And so it's more about the, the graphics side of it. So you're building, you know, building the graphics for your social media and just different marketing efforts and things like that through that. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, most of us cannot afford to hire somebody to do our graphics. Right. For us. Yes. <laughs> At least I, not in this country, I would say. Yeah. And I don't only use it just for, like, um, the graphic, the posts for Facebook, um, but I also use it for all of my ebooks, all of my PDF um, okay. opt in offers, everything that I create, I use Canva for. And it's just so user-friendly and it's amazing what you can create because so many people make an attempt to build graphics and they come out kind of cheesy and not very professional. Right. <laughs> but Canva is such a great tool because it has lots of different elements and textures and backgrounds and all of these different things that you can put together that make them appear very, very professional and like somebody professionally did them, which is really cool. Huh. So it's with, is it built within the web interface that they actually, I mean, you do all the graphic work within there. Yeah. And they have, free, it sounds like they have like free images and things like that and templates and things. So yeah. you kind of, you have good starting points too. So you don't have to be a great graphic designer necessarily. Well, and that's another good point, Nick, is the images. Images are kind of expensive if you go online and try to buy them. I mean, there's obviously sites out there where you can get free images, but it takes time to go looking for them and then uploading them and all of that, whereas Canva has thousands of free images in there. And, you know, they also had pay, they have paid images, but they're only like a dollar a piece or something, you know, if you find one that you want. But, um, you know, it just saves so much time where you don't have to go looking for them. They're right there, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you do. I mean, <laughs> that's something people forget. I mean, people do want to get paid for their images and things like that, too. I mean, yeah. there's there's likely some photographers that would that's their side business or, you know, things like that, too. So you want to make sure and mm -hmm. get the get that part taken care of. Yeah. And so these guys are using it as their loss leader to get into their, you know, get you into some of their billing things. And maybe it does make sense. I mean, with a lot of these tools, it's probably, you know, as you're bootstrapping, you're kind of starting up, you know, does it, you know, use the free version. But then when it makes sense and you need, you know, and I've, I've said this on many an episode, but, you know, once your time becomes more valuable than your money, you know, where you have more budget and you need to be more effective with your time because you have the revenue coming in, then you start looking at the subscriptions of a lot of these probably. Yeah, they all are yeah. I mean, I use the free version of Canva forever, but I recently switched to the paid version just because um, there was one function of it that I really wanted, and that was resizing the images okay. because it allows you to resize for Instagram and cover photos and you know, things like that, where you're taking one image and not having to recreate, 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 which is really, really good. Um, another thing in Canva that I kind of wanted to tell you about is, so you know how um, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, every, everybody has their own sizes of images that you have to use. And in Canva, they have pre-formatted templates for everything that you would like to do. So if you want to do a Facebook post, you can just click on Facebook post and it gives you tons and tons of templates. Um, if you don't want to okay. start from scratch, you know, 
And I mean, so everything that you can think of, if you wanted to do an ebook or, you know, they give you tons and tons of templates for that. So it's just, it's really, really great for somebody that doesn't have a really creative mind to start from a blank page because they give you somewhere to start a starting point, which is really good. I think it's true. I mean, you know, when you think about a lot of small business owners or people that want to start, you know, start their idea, that's, they may or may not be good at this part and it just to take one load off of their, you know, I mean, off of their mind a little bit is, is pretty important because they don't, yeah, it's just one less thing to think about if you yeah. at least have that starting point, right? And, and yeah. can look professional and sharp to start with. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's one of the free tools that I love. And then um, talking about social media content, um, I use the Google Drive for in relation with Canva. So basically I build my um, contact calendar in Google Sheets, and then I use Google Slides along with that to organize all my content. So I um, build all of my stuff in Canva, and then I organize it in Google Slides by the date according to the calendar, which makes it really, really seamless. And the nice thing about Google Slides, I love Google Google so much with all of their <laughs> free yes. apps. I mean, they're just awesome. So if you're not using Google, do it because and learn it because it's just so awesome. <laughs> but um, anyway, I use the Google Slides, um, the notes section in Google Slides to actually write out all of my posts for each day. So it it's just right there with the slide and it makes it very, very easy to um, post them. So that's how I kind of use that part of it, which is pretty cool. But you're, I mean, you bring up, you know, I mean, Google, Gmail or, you know, Google Enterprise. I mean, there's there's different versions. I mean, oh. we, we use, you know, there's the free version gets you actually pretty darn far, you know, within that as well. Same thing, right? To, yeah. To a certain amount of gigs. I want to say it's like 15 or 20. I don't know what they're at these days, you know, but then it's like, I mean, once you pay $10 a month to them per email address, uh, you know, and you can put it on your own domain name. I mean, then you're talking unlimited storage. I mean, that's a... It's mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. very handy like, tool. If you didn't want to move to the Google Suite for business, you can also just pay $1.99 for more storage. Oh, which, okay. You know, so, I mean, you, you can get around that piece. You don't even, it's so inexpensive. They make it so inexpensive. Is $1.99 unlimited storage? It's like one terabyte. It's like, oh, okay. it gives you plenty. It <laughs> yeah. will take you a long time to use all that, unless you have a lot of images and video. But Right. <laughs> yeah i mean and that's a yeah so actually let's take a little break um we'll come back and go to the next tool uh just always a reminder to, to people listening you know if you've got questions send them in questions at rightfootbusiness.com and we'll be back with shelly here in a second and now back to the right foot business with your host nick herleman cpa all right, we're back with our second segment here with Shelly Beyer. Uh, we were talking a little bit about, you know, content, you know, kind of creating some of the design and content and then a little bit into the calendar part. But, uh, you know, <laughs> what what are our next steps? Does the, does the next tool go, go from there, I guess? It actually does. So, you know, creating the content and all that is great and getting a plan for that. But getting it posted is a whole nother ballgame. And what you don't want to do is spend tons of time on social media, plan, you know, putting posts out there one by one. You want to plan your posts ahead of time, which is where the content calendar comes in and is really nice. But you want to use tools like Buffer and Hootsuite. These are free tools to get that information out there. So what I do is I plan it ahead of time. And then every Monday morning, I plan my whole entire week. So I put all of, I load up Buffer and I load up Hootsuite and then I um, get them all scheduled for the week, which makes it super simple because I spend about an hour doing that and then I'm done and I don't have to think about it, which is where you want to be. You don't want to have to spend tons of time on social media. It's a time sucker and <laughs> a waste of time here. So. Does, uh, 
are, are both of those Hootsuite and Buffer, are those both free too? Or is there different uses for each or? Okay, so the way that I do it is I use Buffer to schedule my own content. And then I use Hootsuite to schedule the curated content. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that, you know, you don't want to be um, promoting yourself all the time on your on your Facebook account or your Instagram account. That should only be about 20% of what you're posting. And so I use Hootsuite to curate content, which goes along with a tool called Feedly. So Feedly, Hootsuite um, paid version has this already built into it, but if you don't want to pay, <laughs> then there's right. a workaround. <laughs> so, that's the episode. That's the theme today. Yeah. We don't want to pay yet. So Feedly is really nice because what you can do is any blogs that you like to follow um, and that you want to share with your audience, you can uh, put them in the Feedly feed and it pulls in any new stuff that they've done. And then you can bookmark it. And so Buffer and Hootsuite has made it very simple. They've, uh, they've created a Chrome extension. And so what you can do is once you open that blog up, you click on the Chrome extension and that automatically loads it into the scheduling system. It pulls the, the blog information in, it pulls photos in. So it basically creates that post for you. Obviously, you'll add, you know, anything you want to say on there or any hashtags or anything like that. But it makes it so, so simple for you. You don't have to, like, link anything or anything like that. It's just super simple. So I use Feedly to find those blog posts that I want to share with my audience because you want to bring value to your audience. You don't want to make it all about you, you know. And when you... When you think about Facebook, don't or even Instagram for that matter, think about it as a way to deepen your relationships with your audience. It's not a tool that you're driving audience to your website and you're you're turning that into sales. That's not what that is about. Facebook and Instagram are used to deepen those relationships. And so, um, you know, providing content that you know gives them value is going to be what you want to do and that's why the curation of content is so important so you were kind of asking me about why i use buffer and why i use hootsuite so buffer's free version allows you three social media accounts um so say you wanted to do twitter instagram and facebook you can do all three of those within the, the free account, but say you have a Facebook page and then a Facebook group, it only allows you to do one of the Facebooks. You can't do both, okay? Yeah, yeah. so that's why you know using another free tool is, is helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then the other thing about their free version is it only allows you to do 10 scheduled posts at a time which if you're only posting once a day, um, that works fine because you can load up a week's full of content. So that's completely fine. But if you wanted to curate content too on top of what you're normally posting, then bringing in another free version is, you know, is good. So I use Hootsuite to curate my content. And that one also allows three social media, con uh, social media channels. Uh, but that one actually lets you do up to 30 scheduled posts. So it gives you a little bit more. But both both of them are really, really good. I like both of them. And it's more – so you're just kind of distinguishing between the two, which one you're using for what. You know, you're yeah. – but either is interchangeable in some ways, just in yeah. what they have, offer in their, yeah. in their free version. Definitely interchangeable. I started using Buffer because there was one – Thing that I loved about Buffer and they actually moved it to their paid version now which is such a bummer but what what I loved about it is that it in the analytics section it shows you like how well your posts are doing which posts get the best engagement and that and so um, they had a rebuff <laughs> thing that you could do um, if, if one of your posts were um, doing really well, you can just rebuff it and curate the content. So that's why I started with that. Um, but now that's 
not available for the free version anymore. So interesting. Yeah, not the book. <laughs> the ones, the ones that do well, just re, reiterate, you know, bring them back around. I mean, how, how, how soon is too soon on one of those? <laughs> I know, I know. I hate it when they take the good stuff away. <laughs> well, that's what the, I mean. That's how they all get paid at the end of the day. And I think once it's, you know, we're not even. I mean, once you're making money, you know, we're not even necessarily, you know, then you're probably moving to those paid versions and which ones make sense, you know. Yeah. That exactly. way you understand, can get those extra tools. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. It's Feedly. I was thinking, you know, there used to be Google, uh, let's see, Reader, which was a way that was kind of a, I, I assume Feedly is kind of similar in that regard where it, it's it's based on key terms and things like that. You're able to just, like you say, get the content you want to read, want to check out blog posts. Yeah. Although, I mean, news articles probably too, right? I mean, is it? Yeah, exactly. And BuzzSumo is another one. There's a lot of them out there. I just happen to use Feedly because it's super simple and and it's free. <laughs> free is good. Yeah. <laughs> we all like I assume to- they have a they have a paid version too, right? I don't know if it has sure more. Do. I haven't even looked because I only want the free version. <laughs> I don't right. want to pay for it. So. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah. But another thing about Hootsuite that I like is their uh, dashboard is actually really cool because you can pick what streams of information you want in your dashboard. Uh, it tracks your social media account. So it will tell you like all of your mentions and all of that. So it's kind of nice because you, it all funnels into one location. You're not having to jump on Instagram and jump on Facebook. And it just kind of all flows into Hootsuite, which is really, really nice because you can engage with your followers a little easier. I see. Yeah. So now does it, does like, does Hootsuite like integrate with Feedly? Like it will, it pull stuff in for you already, or you have to kind of work. What you do is you download the Google Chrome extension So then when you're in your Feedly account and you see a blog that you want to look at, you click on the blog and it actually takes you to the website of that blog. So then you say you want to put it in your Hootsuite. You just click on that little icon, the Chrome extension, and it automatically pulls it in. Okay. Yeah, that's (laughs) that would make it pretty slick. And then, like you said, later you can add you know, your commentary maybe potentially to it before it goes out or, you know, schedule it to go out later. Yeah. Some commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's, this is why I like doing these episodes because I, I learn a whole bunch about the process too. My, yeah. I start yeah. asking a lot more questions. And Hootsuite is also nice because it, you can set it up where you um, have a schedule that you want to do, but also it has a function where, you tell it to just schedule it when it's the best time. So it looks at the algorithms and knows exactly when the best time to put that content out. And so that's what I usually use just because it's super simple. I can load everything in. I don't have to think about it. And I know that Hootsuite is going to schedule it when it's the best time. That's interesting. Do you, do you know when when are the best times? Like what, I mean, generically speaking. Yeah, so I did do a lot of research to find that. And um, I found that actually around the noon hour, Monday through Friday is good. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of my content, like on Wednesdays, it's one o'clock is the time and Monday and Tuesday, it's noon, you know, so there, it's just kind Mm -hmm. of interesting. So I did do my research on that to see when it is. And that's when I post my content, you know, the curated stuff, I let Hootsuite decide when to put it out. But yeah. That's interesting. When when does it put it out? Does it choose different times than that? And it chooses different times all the time. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, even just with, I don't know, I find it interesting. Yeah, with our posts and, and other, other posts, even just on personal, you know, I think it's interesting to see when things get more views and different videos and things like that. It's, it's interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, there's just a lot to be said probably overall from a, you know, let some of the tools do some of that work for you too. Like you're saying, you know, you let Hootsuite do the, you know, to let some of that content out for you. I think, you know, the more you can lean on, I mean, this goes back to what we're saying at the beginning a little bit too, the more you can lean on the tools to do some of that stuff for you, then you're you're not, um, you're not consuming your cycles with it. You're, You're focusing on, core parts of the business too. 
absolutely, so. absolutely. Because we know that these things are important that you should be doing them. But finding the time to do all of it is just a whole nother story. And that's where most small business owners struggle is finding the time to do all of that. You know, it's like, yeah. how do we find the time to do it? I mean, we're wearing so many different hats and trying to uh, run our businesses and manage employees and all of that. And it's just, you know, um, finding these tools that help us do what we really need to be doing is... <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Let's let's take a little break. We'll come back and talk about some more tools. Uh, if there's any questions, send them in questions at Right Foot Business, and we'll be right back for our next segment. And now back to the Right Foot Business with your host, Nick Herleman, CPA. All right. Welcome back to our third segment here on Right Foot Business. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna change gears a little bit. It sounds like Shelly's got us. Some other tools. Uh, so, what what have you found? I guess is what you're saying in the project management sector in the world. Yeah. So, I have found that my brain gets super overloaded with all of the stuff that I need to do. So, finding a way to manage that is like so key. And so, what I do is I do a mind dump every week, usually on Sunday night to start my week. And so I do a mind dump in Asana. Asana is a free project management tool. They do have paid versions too, but I'm telling you, it's so robust. You don't really need the paid version. <laughs> There's just so much <laughs> that you can do. <laughs> so I um, use Asana to do my brain dump and then I schedule it out to my team so that everything gets done. And so that's, that's what I use for my project management system. There is another free tool out there called Trello. And have you heard of that one, Trello? Yeah, that one I've heard more of. Yeah. So Trello I used for a long time. Trello is really, really good for uh, if it's just you. But as soon as you start adding a team, it it's just not robust enough. Um, so when I, what I mean by that is, with Trello and Asana, you can create boards. And so a board is basically a task. So you have your project and then you have your task within the project. And those tasks you can assign to whoever is going to be doing that task. Okay, well, what I found was in Trello, you, you, know, you would create a bunch of subtasks within the task. And those subtasks, Sometimes multiple people might be working on those tasks. And Trello, will, it, they don't allow you to assign subtasks. They only allow you to assign tasks. So it really limited me in the way that I was assigning out projects. It just really was limiting. So I started looking at Asana and, you know, I had heard about Asana for a long time, but it, you get comfortable in what you're doing and you, you just don't want to take the plunge to switch. But I finally took the plunge and I'm so happy that I did because Asana allows you to assign those individual subtasks out and create due dates for each subtask. So that's what I'm loving about it. I haven't been using Asana very long, probably maybe two months now. And it's just been such a game changer for me. <laughs> I love it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. no, it's funny. The first thing I looked up is, you know, we use a different tool for, or, and maybe maybe Slack is on your list for later, but the uh -huh. we used we use Slack. And I was thinking, okay, does it integrate, you know, within Slack? And we assign tasks within Slack. It does, yes. And have you used that function? I have not. I, I haven't used Slack for my team just because we do all of our communication through our scheduling software so that it stays in one place. Yeah. So I haven't needed to. But I know that a lot of people love Slack. And I'd like to actually hear more about Slack, Nick. Um, <laughs> what, what is your experience with Slack? It's kind of funny. Okay, yeah, we can jump to that. The, we we use it, I mean, of course, for direct communication. So, I mean, you can, you know, you have it on your phone, you have it on your computer. But, I mean, our biggest use is we have channels for different functions within the business. So, you can post stuff within channels and tag people if someone needs to, 
you know, needs to be notified. And then you can also, we use a different tool. That's why I'm interested in Asana. We use one called BusyBot. And, and we pay for that now, uh, which Slack does the same thing to you about the pricing thing. So there's free, of course, for a while, but it doesn't keep your history for very long. Oh, but, you know, we, you have to pay to have the storage to keep all of your gotcha, history, gotcha. which, you know, which is important. I think it is very important. Yeah. Yeah. But the, can't you like do a, a search, like if you're if you want to go back and look at a certain topic, you can do a search and that brings up all of your conversations on that topic. Is that how that kind of works? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, in, in tax tax world, you know, we're posting a lot of you know, articles and things like that or, or how are you know different topics that we might be researching for a client so a lot of that reference items are within there too and that's why uh, we basically need to fine. use the <laughs> we need the history for that you know oh yeah for sure um so you can search so you have so it has two main components really i mean there's a lot of other integrations and we don't use a whole lot we just the test management part within mm-hmm. that busybot app but the you know you get your channels up top uh that you know, like I say, you could have, you know, like we have a tax channel and a payroll channel and a general channel and, you know, random channel, you know, different things that you can post within, you know, and that kind of, and if you don't tag someone, they don't get notification necessarily, but it's still there and kind of running and they can see it if they remember that channel. But then, you know, then there's a direct messaging function and you can, you know, you can make little mini groups within that. Um, the page version comes with a lot more flexibility in, in your, user access and being able to invite like contractors to come in just to a channel or just to be able to to direct message and things like that so you can you can get a lot more granular with the security like right now we don't invite anyone outside to come in we just it's just an internal thing your team yeah yeah and it it is just really nice because yeah you don't have to stop and get up and chat or you know i mean get up and talk physically and especially right now it's really nice because we're most of us are working from home but uh yeah i mean there's just it, the communication and then it, and then the fact that you don't have to text and do the other things you know you can just you can like you said your scheduling software does this so you might you might not need it to be honest because it's just a consolidation of communications and then its biggest goal was keeping your email inbox um, you know lighter you know and, and that's the truth of the matter so now it's only client communication coming through there or very limited you know I'm getting cc'd on some emails but it's very limited things that are put in email and all the little chat, you know, stuff is, is going through Slack. And so yeah. It, yeah. it's just consolidating all that I into one spot. I see how Asana would be helpful, though, because then you can kind of organize projects in a visual sense, you know, because yes. <laughs> I like to visually look at uh, my tasks. And that was one thing that um, Trello, they work in boards. You know, you have a, a visually everything's in little boards which I like I like that but also there's sometimes when I want to like look at it in a list format you know so I can see my whole list of things that I want to do well in Trello you have all your boards but I just didn't feel like it was funneling through in a way that was helpful to me because I kind of had to go from board to board to see what I needed to do you know what uh, and that just wasn't working for me. So Asana is nice because everything funnels through into like my task list. So you have it where you can look at your projects on boards and then you can actually look at those projects in a list. But it also has it where everything you've got going on the different boards and the different lists, it funnels through into one place. So I come on, you know, get on Asana in the morning and I just hit my tasks and it tells me what's due today, what's due, what's upcoming, what's further out. And so it, it gives you lots of different visuals, which I love, you know, because everybody kind of likes to see things in different ways and work in different ways so it just gives you more flexibility when it comes to that well that's what i was wondering i think the, the hardest part of the one that does the one we use that i call uh, busybot it is very or team line is actually the technical I, that's what they go by now but they but it is very simplistic you know you can you can bump out to look at it in the browser and see like your tasks and things like that but it's not it, it keeps it pretty simplistic. And that's where I think that we, you know, we would actually probably, you know, something like Asana probably would actually improve our task management too, just to be able to 
to do projects and things mm-hmm. like that too. I mean, most of our stuff is very small. It's, you know, this client needs this or things like that, you know, and it's, and you, you might, we, we say busy by, you know, one of the admins and Hey, I need, can you get this appointment scheduled or can you, you know, then we can put it off our mind. They're working their busy bot list. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but for more of the projects, which, you know, we do outside of tax seasons and things like that, you know, that's when we're working on business improvement. And I think the, that's where something like this would actually be a lot better probably for that. Well, and what's nice is that you might have like multiple projects going on and there's some tasks that fall into several different categories. Yeah. Well, what Asana allows you to do is create a task and tag it for all of the different categories, you know, and then um, when you complete it in one project, it completes it in the other. So you don't have to bounce back and forth. It, you know, <laughs> right. it makes it so nice. It makes it so nice because you can have it in multiple locations. Well, I mean, I guess... Uh, trying to think of a way to, to to illustrate an example of that. But uh, do you have an example of, of something like that? I mean, something that might be hitting a couple different projects. Uh, maybe it's just setting up a tool like this or something like that. You're like, I want to get this across different service lines. Yeah. Um, a, an example would be like, I'm creating a YouTube channel. Okay, so I have maybe a video that's falling in video content ideas and I'm needing somebody to script that video. Well, I have a board for content ideas, but I also have a board for actual video production. And so that task might fall in both of those locations. Yeah. And so, you know, you don't want to have multiples of the the same task, you know, so it, it yeah. just works really, really well like that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add to <laughs> the uh, project management side of it? Um, I just think that everybody that is doing any kind of projects or I, I, I don't know, for, for me, it's just a great way to do a, a mind dump. I just get overwhelmed with information. <laughs> in my brain of all the things that I need to accomplish. And you can use it for projects or you can use it simply for, you know, a task list, you know? Um, So you can use it in multiple different ways, but I think that organizing all of the things that you need to do on a daily basis is just so helpful in getting things done. Yeah, yeah, no, I would agree. Yeah. Well, let's take, Let's take a little break. Uh, if, you, if you have any questions, send them in, questions at rightfootbusiness.com, and we'll, we'll come back for our next segment. And now, back to the Right Foot Business with your host, Nick Herleman, CPA. All right, we're back with our final segment here on Right Foot Business today. I've got Shelly Beyer uh, in virtual studio. That's my running joke. Uh, <laughs> we're going to... We're going to hit one more tool for sure uh, around, you know, and I think we're, we're talking during the break and I think it will be interesting to see how this tool might be useful in different ways to different businesses. So what was it? What's the next tool? Okay. So the next tool is Thinkific and basically Thinkific is a course creator. So the reason why I started using Thinkific is because I noticed that I was spending so much time onboarding staff members. There was there's certain there's a certain amount of information that I wanted to make sure that everybody that I hired would know. And I was spending hours teaching them every single time. <laughs> and it was just a time sucker. So I thought you know, there's got to be a better way of doing this because, you know, first of all, I didn't want to miss something, you know, you, you know what you need to train everybody on, but it's easy to miss things. <laughs> so I thought I'm going to create a course and just have it as part of my onboarding system. And so I created a three hour course on Thinkific and Thinkific is awesome because it allows you to, on the free version, it allows you to create three courses, 
you can create three courses. So if you're not like doing courses for a living, it's perfect for onboarding. <laughs> and you can have as many sections in that course as you want, as many lessons as you want. So I created a three-hour course that every single staff member goes through when they get hired. And it has everything in there. It has the actual onboarding, you know, showing them how to fill out their tax forms and all of that. It has everything in there. It's just wow. so simple. <laughs> so I just send them a link and they get started and it, it makes it so much easier. That's, I think, I mean, we were talking a little during the break. I mean, you know, there's one section of this, you know, you might go to the paid version if you wanted to build your own coursework for different things, you know, and, and yes. your, your area of expertise. But but the bigger thing is, you know, you, yeah, where can you save time? And I, and I even think of, you know, I block off probably two hours when I onboard a new accountant or, you know, at our office. And, and that's, I mean, I like to get to know people. So that's probably, you know, costing me time, but the, but at the same time, I mean, you're building a relationship and I think that's a balance that people have to think through. But as you begin to really scale, you know, I think this is where you can save a whole bunch of time and, and having different components. I mean, the three probably is about right because I mean, ours, we use uh, apparel software that, you know, kind of walks them through really wizard style through some of that, you know, part, but I think, you know, as far as like filling out the tax forms, but, but still just getting people acquainted with the different tools, you know, this is how we do this, this is how we do that. Um, is there a limit on, <laughs> let me ask this question, is there a limit on the the timeline? You know, can, you can make a three hour course, you could you make a, I mean, yeah. a five hour course, doesn't matter, you're just three courses. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. You can lay, make it as long as you want, and they actually provide a website or a landing page for you too, and you can customize that to, um, correspond with your brand and it's just super super simple um yeah and you can put videos in it you can put pdfs you can put um uh pictures i mean you can put everything in it anything that you can think of you can do in it does it i mean can you isolate it too to make it i mean so if i onboard a new employee obviously you know i don't want to give away a bunch of proprietary information about how our firm operates, I guess, you know, would there, obviously you can make it block it to only employees or give them, send them a login link or something oh, yeah. like no, that. You, uh, mine is completely private. Nobody can yeah. find it. They, they yeah. have to have the link in order to get it, get to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I flip it to the other way, you know, and as we, as we put together, you know, eventually we will have a right foot business course as well. And, you know, I think then then it changes. I, I assume it has the tools, and this is probably more in the paid version too. Then push out your coursework. You know, help. I don't know necessarily promote it, but get you know have it posted online and, and the ability for people to sign up and pay for it and do all of oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Once you open it up to the public, you can drive traffic to your landing page, and it will show you or show them what's in the course. And uh, yeah, so it it gives you a lot of flexibility with what you want to do there. I just happen to use it more private and um, I'll just send them a link and then they go to it. And, and obviously there's some parts of my business that I can't put in the course. You know, there's definitely that hands-on right. training and all of that, but it definitely cuts down on the amount of time that I'm having to repeat things over and over again. So my philosophy is, is if you're having to repeat things over and over again, what can you do to make it automated? There's so many tools out there to automate your business. And I say automate whatever you can, because that's what's going to help you scale your business. You, you're only one person, you can't do everything. So anything you can automate that you do over and over again, you definitely should, for sure. Well, that's something that I think people People might even come in with that mindset, then get into doing the daily grind of it all, you know, and then they they forget to revisit that, you know, like what else could I automate? Why am I doing this part? You know, and I think that's I mean, for us, that's a different time. There's certain times of the year where we kind of revisit a lot of those things. But there's, you know, I think doing that on a regular basis to go, why am I, you know, asking that question? Why am I doing this part? You know, could I automate that? And I think I mean, I think you make that it's. That's an absolute point there because the 
I mean, we don't hire a whole bunch. We're still a you know much smaller firm, but but as you as you grow, if you can take those two hours every single time, you know, and then even you know if I expand that further, if someone is training for this type of position or this type of position, you know, I probably would build the accountant course first. You know, I mean, we have training tools for each of our pieces of software and things like that that we can send them off to do. But then, but just getting that initial, here's how you get Slack up and going, and here's how you you know. Here's how you use Google, you know, suite, you know, I mean, just some of the real basics to all of those for someone, you know, not everyone has used Google or Gmail world, you know, still having some of the basics. Well, when you hire somebody, you should always assume that they know nothing, you know? Right. <laughs> you, so your training should always be very thorough and teaching them the very basics and just in your mind, they don't know how to do any of it. Because yeah. a lot of people don't, and you don't know what their skill level is, and and so having kind of a system in place where it teaches them from the beginning is very very helpful. But moving on to like automating your business, there's so many tools out there that help automate like client onboarding. I I love 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 Active Campaign. It's not a free tool per se, but um, there are free tools like that. An active campaign is basically an email automation system. So there's like MailChimp and MailerLite. Yep. Those are, they have their free versions. I love MailerLite. That's what I used before I went on to active campaign, but they only allow you to have a thousand subscribers and then you move into their paid version. But it's, it's very, very simplistic. It's a drag and drop system. And it's very, very easy to use, but I use those type of tools to do all of my client onboarding. You know, I, as soon as somebody uh, signs up on the website that they want services, then I use Active Campaign to send out an email and it's basically a welcome packet and it gives them the links where they need to go. And, you know, just automating those types of things in your business is so, so helpful. And then it goes on to the upcoming reservation in my business and the, the active campaign or mail or light, you, you set it up to, to send those reminders out of the reservation. Yes, we'll be there. You know, all of those little tasks that you do every day, if you can eliminate the amount of manpower that you're putting into those tasks, it, it gives your clients so much better service because you're not forgetting to follow up with them. You're, you know, all of those little things create a, a better customer experience yeah. when you be on top of them. I would agree with that. I think it's, it's taken, taken me a bit of time to realize even just pushing some of that stuff, some of that work off of myself, you know, where people maybe want to interact with me, but as my time becomes less and less, you know, they get a better answer out of the admins, but then same time, you know, the admins get, have a lot of work going. So then, you know, what's the next step of that? You know, if we just need to get an onboarding packet out to someone, you know, is it, I mean, we have it pretty automated, but not, not to that level, you know, I mean, you know, can we, can we just kick it into a system that then, you know, pushes into that next, next step, you know, here's our onboarding packet, you know, put this to get this information yeah. together, then you're, then you're set, yeah. you know. So you just think of every little thing, every little step in your business that you have to put your hands on. Can yeah. it be automated? And you take a look at that. And if it can be automated, then you use these tools to automate it. So it might be multiple emails that go out and each email has the next step, you know, and you bring right. them through the whole entire client process where you're not having to manually do it. It just automatically does it <laughs> for you. And yes. It's so important when you want to scale your business to be looking at these things. Because um, I honestly, where I'm at in my business right now, there is no way that I could handle all the clients that we have if I didn't have these systems in place. I I would be on the phone all the time. I yeah, I would have no life. Yeah, if I didn't have <laughs> if I didn't have these tools to be helping me out. Well, that's I mean I think of the. Some people get worried, and I would say this is like, you know, that you're going to lose some kind of personal touch in that. But what you have to remember on the flip side of that is that you actually, you can provide much better service, which then creates more brand loyalty and, and things like that, too. But you're just, you actually are serving your customers better in the long run by so putting a lot of these things in place. So much better, because I think about like every client that we finish up with. 
don't have the time to follow up with every single client that we finish up with. But when I have it in an automated system, it, it allows me to follow up without having to think about it. Yeah. And then I put things in place like surveys and, and, and that is so valuable. And they, you know, when they give you that feedback, then you're able to serve them better. Yeah. You know, I can't call them and see what the feedback is, but I can put a survey out to them to see what, what they would like us to change and what we can do better, you yeah. know? So yeah, and you can read that later at your convenience. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and moving on with surveys, surveys are so great because it, then you're creating a system to get testimonials. So you, you get permission to use their survey and then you turn it into a testimonial. And that gives you that uh, proof on your website. If you put it on your website, that social proof, you know, yeah. is key to building it's, a business. Yeah, people like How that. Yeah. So using systems like that, where you're using automated systems to build that social proof and you're doing it with every client and, and using the automations to have that uh, nurturing your database, you know, where you're yeah. keeping in touch with them on a weekly, monthly basis so that when it comes time for them to need a service like you're providing that they remember you because people do not remember <laughs> if you don't they stay don't. in touch. You have to stay in touch with them. It's key because they'll be like, that loan officer I used three years ago, what was his name? You know, but if, if you're nurturing it and sending out, you know, emails to them on a regular basis, then they will remember you when it comes yeah. time to use that service. So... Very good. Well, I think we actually got we've we've ran out of time, run out of time. So so much, so much. I know it's, it's so much fun. There's and we're definitely gonna have to do another one. We'll probably expand further into some of these and do another episode at some point here. Awesome. Um, what would you like to promote today too? Is there any way well, people can get um, a hold of you? Or? I, I'm Happy Tales Transport here in town. We do pet sitting, dog walking, and pet transport. So if you ever need anybody, we're here. HappyTalesTransport.com uh, is where you can find us. Perfect. And then we'll we'll add, you can send me a list. I'll, we'll add all the uh, different sites and, and tools that we talked about today, too. And we can we can put that in the show notes, too, for the podcast version. Have that yeah, episode. that's awesome. I think uh, you guys will all love it if you start using some <laughs> of them. <laughs> right. Well, thank you, Shelly, for being our guest today. And it we'll, was fun. Thank we'll you. chat again another time. Yeah. Right. You've been listening to The Right Foot Business with your host, Nick Herleman, CPA, 